When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The uh, beautiful thing about the offseason is sometimes things just come right to us. Oh, yeah. I think it's for today when it comes to our big topic of the day and a good Wednesday afternoon to you all. February 7th, 2024 hump day. It is one week until Valentine's Day. Get the plans going. If you haven't solidified the plans, solidify the plan. So I was at the grocery store today and I uh, called my wife. I told her, I was like, I got a surprise. She goes, you got my Valentine's gift? Valentine's Day gift? I was like, no. But I got another surprise. And the surprise was I found Southwestern Ranch by Buffalo Wild Wings at the store. And she goes, that was your surprise? I'm like, hey, we have fried pickles at home. And when we don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings, at least we can replicate it at home. It wasn't that big of a deal, but. <laughs> I think that's a good surprise still. Now, on a, a no context surprise, that's a good surprise to, to take in. Um, one week away, get going, gentlemen. Today, we're going to get going on, as he's Chris Halleck, I'm Corey Christen. Today, we're going to get going on what Art Rooney said in an interview with CBS with KDKA yesterday uh, with Bob Pompieni. Pompieni easy. Him basically saying all avenues are still open by this stage. And what he meant by that was, what he literally said was, the door is still open for looking into options at the quarterback position, and that includes a potential trade. Now, what that basically means is Justin Fields, like what other options are out on the trade market as of right now. But the point is, is that Art Rooney did not shut down any idea that the Steelers are not looking for, or at least exploring the avenue of potentially trading to get a quarterback And by the way, this is still a big year for Kenny Pickett. So a lot of really interesting context provided by Art Rooney about the quarterback situation in in a kind of an update fashion coming late yesterday. Yeah, it was – I wouldn't say it was that eye-opening to me. Uh, You know, when he does say, you know, all avenues are open and that includes, you know, possibly a trade, you know – I think that's still kind of consistent with the message that both he and Tomlin have said that Kenny's kind of on, I won't say on blast, but needs to be on alert, you know, needs to know that his job in 2024 as a starting quarterback is not hundred percent secure. And if the best Avenue for this team to upgrade a quarterback, however that is, whether that be getting a backup for Kenny or possibly getting somebody, uh, who can supplant him, 
um, if if it's by if it's if their best avenue is trading for Justin Fields, in terms of what it would cost them, in like we're talking about, you know, you know they swing they swing and miss on Mason Rudolph, um, the the you know what the Bears might ask in a trade is is you know enough for the Steelers to want to part ways with, and that's the best avenue. Then so so be it. You know, I I have my reservations about Justin Fields, but after that comment last night, I've I have begun watching some film on Justin Fields to try to really see if I can see if that really is a, an avenue the Steelers should go down. Um, because when you look at just numbers on Pro Football Reference, it's not that um, not that amazing. <laughs> but uh, there's got to be a reason why so many people are are interested, and so yeah. I all avenues, the doors open for anything. And that's, that, that's honestly the way it should be. Like if, if this team is con- serious about winning, which they always are, they need to upgrade at quarterback. And Art Rooney, the second has been clear about that now multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mike at the right before the show started said that the Bears screwed us enough with Trubisky. I think the Steelers, <laughs> I think the Steelers got the bears back by chipping off Clay chase Claypool for Joey Porter jr. What were the pick that turned into Joey Porter Jr.? Mm-hmm. So I think the Steelers more than got Chicago back. And uh, by the way, if I'm the Bears, as Mark said here, don't pick up the phone. If you're the Bears and you see the Steelers calling, <laughs> do not pick up the phone because uh, Omar Khan might go ahead and steal another second rounder. But anyway, um, on paper, like you said, and I agree with Justin Fields is not impressive. Justin Fields is not the solution on paper. Justin Fields, to me, is not a head-and-shoulders option above better than Kenny Pickett. I think Justin Fields is a good option. I think he's a competitive option to Kenny Pickett. But what could Justin Fields be in an Arthur Smith offense? Now, obviously, these are all hypotheticals. All of this is, well, here's what Art Rooney's talking about. And, and in some ways, it's diligence saying, yeah, we are leaving that door open to see if there is an, an avenue where the Steelers, this franchise, can make a play for a quarterback that's on the market. And does that limit it to Justin Fields or anybody that's currently on the on the trade block, so to speak? Or does that kind of trade happen on draft day, where either the Steelers make a pick for one of these rookies that are coming out in a really deep rookie class, or they make pick swaps to go get a different quarterback? Like, I think it's a fascinating box, if you will, to live in when it comes to looking at the options at the position. Because yesterday we talked about Mason Rudolph and how is Mason Rudolph a viable option to come back? What is the money going to be like? Does he want to come back? Does he have a legitimate chance to compete to start? And those boxes need to be checked in some kind of fashion. But if that doesn't work out, the Steelers have to go to plan B, as we mentioned yesterday. And plan B could be another free agent. We we threw the name Ryan Tannehill around because that's kind of easy to talk about with his success in Arthur Smith's offense. But no. I still think in some way, shape, or form, regardless of who two, QB2, QB2 is behind Kenny, it just makes logical sense to me that the Steelers use a day three pick on a quarterback. That's, or, or a pick on a quarterback in some fashion. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like I said, I, I really want to – I really want to dive deep into the Justin Fields stuff, and I might even do a chalk talk on it just to see, um, just to 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 really, because I'll, I'll be I'll be honest, I'm not even through the first game that I'm watching, but the first game that I'm watching, I've seen 
<laughs> it's not been all bad. I'll I'll put it that way. Uh, the footwork is pretty uh, uh, concerning to me, but uh, you know, overall, based on what I first off, I've seen a guy who's been willing to hang in the pocket, and for a guy who is very very dangerous with his legs. That's a pretty good thing to have. Somebody who's willing to kind of stand there, go through his progressions, uh, and then use his legs, you know, uh, what's the, um, you're shrewdly, you know, I, I think Mike Tomlin puts it, puts it a different way, but uh, uh, prudent use of mobility is the way Mike Tomlin puts it. But, uh, um, you know, when you have a guy who has that ability to take off and really kill a defense with his legs, who is willing to stand there and to go through progressions, that's a pretty good thing to have. Um, pretty accurate on deep balls. Uh, the game that I was watching was the game against the Falcons. Um, uh, so there was snow, and so throwing in the elements was still pretty accurate. Had a yeah. couple of ha- had a couple of misses that I've seen so far, but you know, overall, you know, just based off of the little bit that I watched. It's not all bad. And to me, it's like, yeah, it's not a guy who's head and shoulders better than Kenny, but is it a guy that I would entertain, you know, not a first round pick, but a second or third round pick? Okay. Again, again, I've got, I've got way more to watch before I make any kind of educated conclusion on that. But, um, and and honestly, I don't think the bears are going to get a first round pick for fields anyway, if they do trade them. I mean, if they're not willing to build around them, then why would anybody give up a first round pick for them? That doesn't make sense. So, um, but uh, Josh, Joshua Dobbs here says fields equals Cordell. Um, shoot, man. I, I do kind of wish I would, you know, if you could like take any quarterback and put them in a different era, I'd love to see Cordell Stewart try to play in today's era. It would be something. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to call back a couple of comments here. Um, Steeler girl, Elliot Wade says, I think top pick rookie quarterbacks, a much better competition for Kenny. Imagine getting beat out by a rookie. Here's the thing with that. If they're going to get a rookie to compete with Kenny Pickett, they're going to have to spend a day one pick, a first-round pick on a, on a quarterback like that. And I just don't think that's in the cards for this team right now. I don't think quarterback in the first round at pick 20 or top 32 in, in a general sense is the, is the direction this franchise is going to go. And Mark asked earlier before the show started, J.J. McCarthy at 20. I think he could be there at 20. I don't think. He's no, going to get picked. I don't think. I don't think you take. You, I think that's a reach. I don't think 20. that's a. I don't think that's a quarterback you take in the first round. But I still, in a general sense, don't think the Steelers are going to take quarterback in the first round, especially if they're intent on minimally letting Kenny Pickett compete. And if that's the phrasing they're going to apply, and if that's the theorem they're going to apply to this, then Kenny Pickett is going to be the de facto QB one going into Latrobe. And then there's going to be a chance for Mason Rudolph or whoever it is to come in and, and compete. The word is compete with Kenny Pickett. If they draft a quarterback first round this year, that quarterback's not competing with Kenny. He will start over Kenny mm-hmm. because that's what you draft quarterbacks in the first round to do. This isn't an Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre situation. This isn't, you know, Tommy Maddox and Big Ben to an extent. Like in the state that, Kenny Pickett's in. If you're drafted a quarterback in the first round, you're going to play him. But also, as it's mentioned here by Sticky B, bigger needs at center, inside linebacker, defensive line. I would add in offensive tackle and safety to that as well, and cornerback. Um, so I don't think based on need, if you're drafted on need and combine it with best player, quarterback doesn't make the logical sense to me in that first round. Um. 
I, I, I'm all for be- drafting best player available. So if the best player available at 20 is a quarterback and it's a legitimate quarterback, I'm taking them, especially when it's the most most important position on the field. But that's that's just me. You know, the, how the Steelers go about it, that's a that's a completely different situation. Um, you know, the Steelers, if they are going to really hold fast and true to whoever we bring in is just going to compete with Kenny, I think that kind of puts a limitation on what what they're you know what you can do throughout the offseason. You know, what if a situation comes up where you kind of have a slam dunk on a quarterback that will probably end up starting over Kenny or has a good chance to start over Kenny, but you don't want to do it just because back in January they said, Oh, well, we're only going to bring in a guy who's competing. Yeah, I don't think any smart organization would operate that way. I don't think that you want to put limitations on, on how you build your roster. Um, do, do they have other needs? Absolutely. They do. Um, but when we're talking about the most important position on the field, it's still quarterback. And right now the Steelers are not set at quarterback. You know, if Kenny Pickett is your guy going to 2024, you know, could, could he take a huge step forward? Yes, he could. He, he could do that. Is it guaranteed? And is 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 there a chance that he just stays what he is? There's a significant chance that he stays what he is. And so, if that's the case, you're you're not going to win a Super Bowl. You're just not. Yeah. Teresa says, "Are you arguing that if something crazy happens, like Caleb Williams falls to twenty, they won't draft him?" I mean, look, if they, if Caleb Williams falls to twenty, run to the podium. But that's not going to happen either. Like that's that's highly, highly unlikely going to happen. There are many, many teams that need quarterbacks that are drafting ahead of the Steelers that will draft Caleb Williams. And for my money, by the way, I think Drake May is a better prospect, or if not comparable. I, I like May a lot um, um, as a prospect. I have a few starred here I want to go back into. Um, Barber asks, new dude, which is me, and, and Chris, because <laughs> I haven't been around. You know, Friday last week was hard, and Monday I was away, so I'm back. Uh, do you guys trust Kenny? Do you think he'll make positive strides uh, moving forward? And, and, you know, Barbara later added, do you guys, uh, do your guts trust Kenny, a quarterback? I think I can trust the development process, and I've said it since the middle of last year, and I'll remain consistent in this. I want to see Kenny develop and have a chance to develop with an offensive coordinator that is not Matt Canada. I think that's a fair thing to say for Kenny Pickett's sake and for Kenny Pickett's future. I'm not going to ignore the warts he has in his game. I'm not going to ignore him spinning backwards in the pocket and into trouble. I'm not going to ignore him in, in the shortcomings that he has, and there are shortcomings. But I still think that this team and this organization has to do some more diligence on Kenny Pickett's part. This is a first-round pick. This is an investment they made in the first round that is cost-efficient right now. It is a guy that at one point they put the eggs in the basket of the franchise on. That, in my opinion, I understand why it could change, and I understand why a lot of people might want it to change. Obviously, looking at what Mason Rudolph did at the end of last year. But I also still believe, and and until I see it, I'm going to stick by this. This is just me. I want to see Kenny have a shot to develop with somebody else as his coordinator. And now, and you, you you can even extend to this, somebody else as his quarterback's coach. Like the Sullivan Canada thing didn't work for Kenny. That's not to say that Arthur Smith and whoever the new quarterback's coach could be don't work for Kenny. I want to see that process through first. Um, 
just to just straight up answer the question, no, I don't trust him. But Fair. that doesn't mean that he can't develop. I think it is a risk if you go into 2024 and Kenny Pickett is your bona fide number one starting quarterback. I, it, it's, it's a risk. Based off of what we've seen off of two seasons, I don't trust the fact that Kenny is just going to take this huge leap forward in year three. Um, I would have liked to have seen more improvement in very, very basic NFL quarterback play. Poise in the pocket is the biggest is the biggest one. Not spinning out and into into traffic, being able to go through his reads. Um, there there's a few different things there, but if we would have seen a little bit of improvement on this in year two, then I'd feel a lot better about it. Even you know, especially with a new offensive coordinator coming in, the fact that we saw nothing, like no real tangible improvement. It was pretty much the same that we saw from Kenny, you know, near the end of year one. It was really, really good in the fourth quarter. Clutch Kenny is, is a thing. It's a real tangible thing. But then the first three quarters, it's very, a lot of inconsistencies from the pocket, missing on in-breaking routes, um, just not turning the ball over, but not moving the needle at all when it comes to scoring points. Sure. I mean, not, I mean, how many touchdowns has he thrown for in two seasons? You know, it, it just, it, it's, it's, those are at the end of the day, the offense has got to score points and that's not all on Kenny, but he's got to move the needle a little bit. And I haven't seen any of that to think that going into year three, I trust that he's just going to take this, this leap forward. So to me, you then have to do what the Steelers are saying to, that they're going to do is bring in somebody who's going to push Kenny. You can't just say, oh yeah, Kenny, it's still, it's still yours. It's still your job. Like, no, they got to bring in somebody who's going to push him because if without getting pushed, there's really, I have no reason to trust that Kenny's just going to take off. Right. And that's fair. But like, that's a fair thing because in year two, we didn't see it. But again, I still like, I'm always going to have that asterisk. And this is just me. I'm always going to have that asterisk when it comes to Kenny Pickett of, yeah, but Matt Canada was his offensive coordinator. And then in the game and a half that he actually played without Matt Canada, he looked pretty good. And that being the Bengals game and then half of the, what was it, the Cardinals game? He looked okay in the first half of the Cardinals game, but he had that good Bengals game. So, like, yeah, I want to see Kenny without Matt Canada holding him back and without Mike Sullivan coaching him. Like, I want to see what new things that Arthur Smith and perhaps whoever a new quarterback coach or pass, court, pass game coordinator or whoever it is, I want to see what they can get out of him or if they could get anything out of him. And if we see. 2022 Kenny Pickett, or excuse me, 2023 Kenny Pickett in 2024, that's fair to cut the cord. And that's fair to say, all right, he's out. Oh, because yeah. I, think, he, I think, I think year three, you, you're going to have, you're going to be able to say yay or nay on Kenny. What's, I mean, and the Steelers will actually have to make a tangible decision on that whenever they choose whether or not to exercise their fifth year option on him or not. Yeah. So you will find out Kenny will prove one way or the other, whether he is worth that kind of investment or whether the Steelers are going to move on from him. Yeah. This is the year for it. Stella comes in with $5. She says, Kenny has a personal coach in the offseason. How many coaches does he need? A lot of guys have personal coaches though. Yeah. Like Deontay Johnson will post videos of him running routes with some dude in Florida. Like, a lot of guys have personal coaches, personal trainers. Kenny came back last offseason and worked with the the Pitt strength and conditioning staff on the south side with Mar uh, with Mario Stacciotti. Like he worked out with 
pits. They call it the ironworks over there. So he worked out with them and, you know, he, he has his circle. Every player has their circle of people, you know, the trainers that they work out with and everything. It's, you know, like goes back to the TB12 method. If you want to look at Tom Brady and that whole, I guess, uh, case study of everything there. But, you know, right now, I, I think what we're kind of doing, number one, between now and the combine, it's it's more or less just hashing out some storylines, looking at some stuff, uh, you know, moving forward and, looking into the NFL draft class. And, and I know that we've, we've tossed around the idea of what they could do at 20 already, you know, in multiple shows and a little bit today. Um, one player that I, we did find out was leaving Pittsburgh today is Anthony McFarland, uh, mm-hmm. fourth round pick of 2020. And he is signed with the UFL's uh, San Antonio team. So he's going to go play in the, I guess the spring league, if you want to call it that um, the auxiliary football league, if you will. Um, but a guy that was drafted fourth round had familiarity with the Canada offense, obviously dating back to their days in college. Um, he's no longer going to be in the NFL. He's going to go try out the UFL and carve himself out a role there. And to be honest, like he really didn't have a future in Pittsburgh with the emergence of Jalen Warren. And even with Godwin Iguabuke take it over kick return <laughs> duties last year, there wasn't a spot for Anthony McFarland. So yeah. there's a, there's a newsworthy note. Um, as of today, Anthony McFarland out after what three seasons in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I was always curious of, of the potential there, but I don't think anybody ever expected Anthony McFarland to turn into a, into a, a starter capable running back. I think at most he was ever going to turn into uh, a Jalen Warren type, but even then Jalen Warren has surpassed even a guy who can be like a, a nice complimentary back. Jalen Warren has absolutely earned, um, <laughs> like full blown, like one A and one B role here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just like the Steelers do have with the, with both Najee and Jalen. So, um, I mean, it's kind of disappointing, but at the end of the day, it's a fourth round pick. Yeah, you'd like to get more out of a fourth round pick than than what's happened with McFarland. But you know, it's not like this is a first or second round guy that that you know flamed out and um. But, you know, the Steelers are going to have, you know, other options, you know, to, to you know, RB3 is a um, it's supposed to be a nice compliment, you know, you know, be able to provide a little bit on special teams, too. Um, I'm just going to bring it up just to troll everybody. Le'Veon Bell, anyone? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Oh, I can't help myself. We'll see about that. He said he wants to come back, but we'll see. Um, ben asks. And this is a good one to close the show with, I think, today. What positions would you rather address through free agency versus the draft? I love this topic because I think, as we've said before, there are multiple routes the Steelers could take with respect to free agency and the draft. I think there are holes that are clearly defined. And I think that there's depth in free agency and many of those holes that they have. Center and safety are two of them. And I think inside linebacker could be one that they choose to address in free agency. However, I think the wise decisions, and I think the decisions that they're ultimately going to be settled on are going to be offensive line will be a draft thing. I think inside linebacker could be a free agency thing. I think defensive line could be a draft thing. I think cornerback could be a draft thing. I think safety could be a free agency thing. Like those are the ones to me with the clearly defined needs that would stand out for free agency would be that safety and that inside linebacker position. Um, I think 
it would not surprise me if the Steelers, uh, if they were to buy buy like high on any position in free agency, I would think cornerback or inside linebacker would be the two that I could see them doing it. Even though I, I kind of have a hard time seeing them paying top dollar for like an inside linebacker. Like that was a big topic of conversation last offseason. There were a lot. It was a deep free agent class of inside linebackers, and the Steelers were just not playing near the top of that market. Um, they obviously used free agency to to rebuild the position pretty much from the ground up, you know, by getting Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts and eventually Quan Alexander. But um, uh, cornerback, you know, Sneed's going to be a name that's going to be thrown around. Uh, I know that there are some people that are really hoping for Patrick Queen. I think he's going to become this offseason's version of Tremaine Edmonds. Um, some people are just going to want to see the Steelers, you know, sign him, uh, because, you know, they've seen, you know, what he can do, you know, playing, playing for the Ravens. So, right. um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, if those type of positions are addressed more in free agency and then the, the trenches are more addressed in the draft. That kind of, that kind of goes along the Andy Weidel, you know, you know, kind of, you know, way, especially if you go back to his days in Philadelphia. Um, however, don't rule out anything when it comes to who they sign in free agency. I don't think the plan was ever for them to sign Isaac Sayamalu in free agency last year. But when the opportunity, again, it's like not putting limitations on yourself when the opportunity presented itself and it fit within the constraints of what they had with the cap, they, they absolutely pulled the trigger on it and ended up working out and he turned into their best offensive lineman last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I think if a similar situation happens with center or something like that, why not? Why not pull the trigger on that shore up center right away with the guy who's proven how to do it at the NFL level? Um, I I could see that happening, but if we're playing percentages, probably corner inside linebacker may be a little bit more for like the top dollar type of signings. Yeah, lots of options. Um, I, I think that this free agent class within the Steelers' needs is pretty good, and we could get into more specifics as free agency nears in the middle of March. But as of right now, I think that the Steelers are in a pretty good spot. And I think that there's a pretty clear indication of where they're going to go, at least in the draft. And that's just number one, based on what I saw in mobile number two, based on the needs. So long way to go on all that plenty of time to discuss all of that. Chris and I are going to get out of here get you set up for DK and Ramon and the Ramon Foster show coming up at four Eastern. Remember you can find us where podcasts are found. So Apple podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. You can find us on demand on DK Pittsburgh Sports on YouTube as well and on DKPittsburghSports.com. Don't forget to check us out there. The Steelers feed is packed with some off-season information. You're not going to want to miss any of that. And remember, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, DK Pittsburgh Sports, search your iOS or Google Play Store. It's a free app. You can turn on notifications for free for your favorite teams, Pirates, Penn, Steelers, Penn State, Pitt, Robert Morris, Duquesne, whoever you want, you can turn on notifications for them. So when news breaks and, you know, the Steelers hire Arthur Smith or I'm in the combine or the senior bowl posting updates, think of that as your social media feed exclusive for your favorite teams. I mean, can't go any better than that. It removes all of the trolls, all the unnecessary jargon on social media. It's the straight up things that you want to see about your favorite team. So please check that out. If you have not yet, Chris, good show. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, February 8th. Tomorrow will be on a Thursday. And my name is Corey Christen. DK and Ramon in about 35 minutes. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. 
Have a good day, everybody. Cheers.